In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Sports Radio 147, wrapping up the week here on Domino Angelini. We'll talk to Chuck and Chernoff shortly about a bevy of topics. Before we get out of here, we'll go back in time as well. But I think you know the drill by now. It's time for one more thing featuring Chris Domino. I just did a quick look. You know what Amazon, or excuse me, uh, Apple. Thursday Night Football's Amazon. You know what they paid for Thursday Night Football? Oh, what was the number? It was, uh... It wasn't a bill, was it? Oh, no, billion. no. Yeah. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a bunch of them. So, again, the point is, at some point... How do you get your money back on that? I don't know. Here's what it says. I'm not really sure you do. When Fox no longer wished to be tethered to a tough-to-monetize Thursday Night Football in America contract, I guess it was called that before the Sunday one, Amazon happened along with a bid to assume stewardship of the package in exchange for $13 billion. So, you're asking Saturday night... When somebody says, I've paid enough to dictate, we'll play, we'll play it on Tuesday morning if I say so. That's the type of money we're talking about now. I also want to do this. We didn't mention this the other day. Mike Martin from Florida State passed away. Mike Martin told a story, and it was in a, one of the articles that I read. He said the greatest decision he ever made in 2001, the University of Georgia was going to hire him as a baseball coach. He didn't even need to interview. He just had to come up. He said they were going to double my salary, and it was everything. Had I gone... I would have taken the job. I just know I would have taken the job. He said, I'm glad I didn't go. Then he did another, whatever it was, 17 years or so uh, at Florida State. And this guy's legacy, like we don't talk about it because it's college baseball. Incredible. Man of faith, uh, player of the year here, player of the year here, All-American One of those guys that seemingly did everything the right way, right? Well, he cared about his players. He he said at a certain point in the mid-'80s, he realized all I cared about was winning games. Then I realized, boy, am am I leading the life that's not... He said he became more sensitive to player needs, which in then turn meant that they were able to play better baseball. Maybe more people should sort of say, you can be a hard ass. You can put a foot up a rear end when you need to. But every, every once in a while, being sensitive to what players are going through in college on top of everything else might actually make you a better coach. The uh, polar opposite, Nick Saban. Did you get a chance to turn off to read that Harry Lyles article at ESPN.com? It's, it's outstanding. A bunch of coaches, including Kirby Smart, Link Kiffin, among others, that coached under Nick Saban. They just got together and told a bunch of stories, and, and the stories were fascinating. And K- Lane Kiffin was the one. KJ, I'm trying to remember the name. I have it written down Funny someplace. Bunny? Yeah, KJ Funny Bunny <laughs> was what Nick Saban called Lane Kiffin. What are you, KJ Funny Bunny? <laughs> and that's what Lane Kiffin, the face you're making Lane Kiffin made. He's this, I guess, uh, precarious, uh, you know, wiseacre. Huh. Younger Bunny. Okay. He said, you're running around like KJ Funny Bunny. Stop it. Do you think they just had to laugh at anything the old man said after a while? Well, That's coach. I, think, I think Lane Kiffin in that instance was very confused. Yeah. I think the one that everybody's talked about is Nick had to win the basketball game. Oh, it was very competitive in yeah. that way. Right? But, but, Those lunchtime he, games they bragged about? Did he set it up where he always won? Did people sort of dive a little so bit at the end? Kirby who's kind of made fun of it? KJ Funny Bunny. Oh. Not KJ. That's KJ was his brother. Gotcha. 
I think Kirby Smart's talked about those lunchtime games that, like, you understood who was supposed to win. Like, you understood how that was going to end, or yeah. who knows what the rest of the afternoon was going to look Lanning like. Dan Lanning said he was doing a kid's camp, and he was going through drills, and Nick Saban corrected him telling at a kid's camp, telling him he wasn't doing the drills. <laughs> Once a coach, yeah. he's always going to stay in character. Lance Thompson was his defensive coordinator at LSU, and he said coaching under Nick Saban is dog years. One year equals seven years. I believe, which is why it's kind of nuts that Kirby was able to last nine and maybe being able to do that should have been a sort of a harbinger of things to come for him because yeah, nobody is, could do that. Is everything else easy well, after VXD. that for you? You've gone to the best school in the country. Right. It's Nick Saban. It's Nick Saban's school of doctorate. They don't like like they used yeah. to. Yeah. It's Wharton, and you got your diploma, and then you move on, and and you so, probably are better off than you were. I wonder because Belichick and Saban, you know, there's going to be connection because the two dynasties. Who's the longest lasting assistant he had? Because McDaniel's come and gone a couple of times. But, like, has anybody lasted seven or eight years with him? Joe Judge or somebody? Or was it Dante Scarnecchia? Wasn't his? Well, he had a guy. Steve Scarnecchia is now the Falcons' chief of staff. Chief of staff. Yes, indeed. I, God, I Any hope relation? It's got to be his kid, right? I want a like press Smith. conference. It's not a common name. <laughs> I want a press conference with him more than Raheem Mars. I want to know about this chief of staff position. Makes you wonder. This sounds like the greatest job ever. What is, yeah, you're the, you're the chief greatest of staff. job ever. Yeah. Um, do they play some sort of music? Yeah, when you're walking in the door. So can we do these two cuts real quick? Do you know that sure. Paramount, they did the commercial with Stallone. Remember the cliffhanger movie? Oh, yeah. Remember they did the commercial with all the stars? You know who Patrick Stewart is? Sir yeah. Patrick Stewart. I think From, he's uh, Star Trek. Yeah, Star I think Trek. he's knighted. Uh, you know who Drew Barrymore is? Familiar with her work, <laughs> Okay, yes. you know who Tua T- uh, Tungvaloa is? Yeah, quarterback. Okay. Lefty. All, <laughs> and, then there's a game. A, and there's a special appearance by somebody. Listen to this. If it were a football... I'd be able to reach the top. What about a football-shaped head? You can't throw a child at a wall. Lattimore, shut your face! I'll throw it. Patrick Stewart's wearing a football uniform. And Creed's here. And Drew Barrymore lets you know that Creed is in a commercial for Paramount and the Nickelodeon football game. What a comeback for these people. Patrick Stewart's starting to sound like Sean Connery. He really is. I thought the same when I just heard that. He strips off his thing, and he's got an old football uniform on from, like, the 20s. This is Sir Patrick Stewart. I'm wearing a leather helmet. He tells Drew Barrymore to shut up. And nothing else. (laughs) No, you sound like Connery. (laughs) Uh, And here's one more. Do you know what happened in 1999 at halftime of the Super Bowl? Most people have the wrong impression about the World Wrestling Federation. We're a non-violent form of entertainment. As athletes, we understand the importance of being positive role models. There was a a commercial. For the, was it the WWF at the time, or was it WWF? I think they were still WWF. Yeah. But that's The Rock, and it's Steve Austin. Sure. Uh, I don't even know. Oh, uh, I think The Undertaker made an appearance. But they did. They actually they bought a halftime commercial. Just to let you know that we're here and we're not going away. It was 25 years ago. They're still here. Vince isn't here, but no, they're still here. I don't think Vince is coming back. No, I wouldn't think. He's escaped a lot of things. Yes or no. With an awful lot of hooks. Yeah, not this one. No. Does, does Vince pull a Sopranos move? Does he wear pajamas to the courthouse? Does he look to get out of doing time by wearing pajamas to the courthouse? He's nearing 80, so, I mean, if you're going to play that role. So, like, Vincent the Chin Gigante? Right. Is he really going to make it in prison? Because these are prison-type accusations. I don't know what he did and didn't do. Oh, you think Vince McMahon is going to? You think he's going to jail or prison? I mean, oh, this is prison stuff. This, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, but this is. Cosby you, think you think he's going? Cosby is, went. We're talking sex trafficking. And people liked Bill Cosby. People didn't really like Vince McMahon. Yeah, you can talk about this, some of the gross proclivities he might have. That's one thing. But when you get into 
again, he's got a line of text messages between him and this. I'm former not employee. saying he did anything. He's got a money. He's got a, a dollar and cents trail. He's got. I don't know what he did. Do you think Vince McMahon flees the country? No. You don't. Yeah, it's too easy to find. I, I think he days. tries to. Interesting. I think he I, goes Dean Smith, four corners. <laughs> I think he works the dementia angle, as you runs, said. Runs the clock out. Okay. But see, if this stuff is true, you're behind bars and you should be, and that's where you die. Of course. And that's it. There's but, no way to segue out of this. But, <laughs> I don't think he's going. But uh, surprised that Trey Young got snubbed again with these numbers? I mean, I should say I'm not, but with these numbers. Like, he was second in fan voting. So I said to Chuck before. Like this whole no, everybody hates Trey. No fans love Trey. They love watching him. It's the media that doesn't like him. Did you guys see the media vote when it came out? Yeah, it wasn't got, good. He got one vote, and like that's disturbing. That if you're the media and you're supposed to be voting on this stuff yeah. outside of an agenda, outside of I've lived in Atlanta my whole life. Hawks kind of my team. He's nine. Outside of that, he's ninety percent of why I watch the team. Well, that yeah, that's well ninety nine for most people. Yeah. But also the coaches select the reserves, so mm-hmm. it goes back to what Barkley told us, you know, a while back. There's there's just some sort of a disconnect that's, between Trey and the league. It's silly. I mean, well, I, I don't understand twenty seven and ten. But how did the coaches not select? It's, can I add this? And you can tell who doesn't watch Hawks games. I don't blame you if you don't. You're smart. Historical if you don't. stuff, man. He's actually playing defense to whatever level yeah. you ask. Yeah, well, they have a, they have a dynamic. Draw charges. Eighth, yeah, eighth, eighth best guard. Steals. Yeah, eighth so, best guard when it comes to defense because yeah. of steals, picking up charges, and some other analytics. He'll never be good at it, but he's, he's there's effort there, and he's doing everything. He's twenty five. Yeah. He's already been robbed of a couple of All Star appearances. Yep. I don't know if he's been robbed of money. My guess is he's been robbed and of money. The biggest. Hocus pocus! That's the most unbelievable part to me. He's not unhappy being here yet. Like yeah. Luca, there sometimes he looks around in Dallas. He's like, I don't like that guy, and I don't like that. Guy. I might not like it here. Trey's happy by all accounts of people who are down there and know. Trey's happy. Domino, you said he's been robbed money. The only reason I'll say no is because he got the super max because he was a third team All NBA. Had he been left off of that, that would have been the ultimate like. That cost him twenty five or twenty eight million because he got a, an all he got an all NBA I, so team. Saw, he got a supermax. I saw somebody. It was at least one guy who gets a five percent bump. It was worth a million three because he made the All Star team. He got a five percent bump. Whatever the hell that was. 1. I know it cost as uh, a bonus out west. It cost him over a million dollars not making the All Star. I mean, maybe there's a little bit in that, but I, I don't think that's. I think this is a clout thing. If you're Trey, that like what, you won't put me on All USA. You won't put me in the All Star game. You can use the Atlanta tax if you want to some degree. That's always going to be a part of it. But I don't know, 27 and 10, it's the first time in the history of the game anybody's put up numbers like that. And this is three straight years of 25 and 10, 26 and 9, 27 and 10. At all. Again, it's supposed to be the fan game, and the fans put them second. They forget forget that it's just really a show. It's supposed to be. You're supposed to put the best players in the NBA at the show. Now, Now, Dame was voted in. Trey's having a much better year than Dame. I mean, it's not even close. It's not even the same stratosphere. Dame's having one of his worst shooting years. Trey's double the assists. But Dame's on a better team, and people are going to always hold that against you. So they're healthy now, and I asked this question a couple of days ago after they beat the Lakers. If they continue to no, have a good weekend, Phoenix tonight, oh no. Golden State tomorrow, the Clippers no. on Monday. It's, a the fun, trade, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah, well, what is fun? The trade deadline is in six days. Right. What do you do? Do you, you still, still you, unload assets? What is your goal? But what are you going to get in return? That's, well, that's the, but my here, question. So let's take these one at a time. What's your goal? I mean, you're not supposed to want to achieve the play in or battle for a six seed. And that would take a hell of a lot of work. But that's where you are right now. You're right. So that if that's not the goal, it should be to. And let's be clear, Tony Russell will have no problem clearing salary for expiring contracts, which would allow them salary cap space, which they haven't had in a while. And to reload the chest of draft picks. Why I mean, they, don't you add then? I don't want to run with this team. Because they're not going over the luxury tax. Yeah, he's not Tony's paying. not doing that. Not for this team. In general, he wouldn't do it, but not for this team. He'll either. bounce it off. So Nikki then blow it Boy, up. Nicky Boy will That's tell him no. Right. 
and then blow it up. So it's Jalen who stays, Trey who stays, and it sounds like they have a love for Bogey because he can hit shots. After that, I think they'll listen on anybody. And at that point, you're getting uh, draft picks back. But you start to think about the things that went wrong. And Travis Schlank had some hand in it. I don't know what Landry Fields can do or can't, but they overpaid for DeAndre Hunter in a way that now looks colossally bad to trade up to four. Onyeka's never turned into what they hoped Onyeka would turn into. DeAndre's never healthy, and when he is, he's just okay. Like, you can add up all these lottery picks, and you're like, and kind of see what's going on. While they hit the jackpot on Jalen, they overachieved with Collins. They overachieved with Herger, which, by the way, they gave away those two for nothing. Can I, can I make one other suggestion? Mm. Maybe if you want to. How about you demand they play defense? Yeah, and then luck. say, well, I'm just saying. Be nice. know, you, I, I'm sure Quinn has done that. You can only demand guys. To, he, there was a piece of video of him yelling at DeJounte at one point and Bogey of like, what are you doing? Or not trying to do it. I mean, just like no effort. Bogey's just looking to shoot. Of course. So that's what, what he's paid to do. Sitting, I mean, every so, time he gets the ball, that's what he's paid to do. So we have like no, on the offense, nine times out of right. ten, he's going to shoot. We have no power of the minutes anymore because of the contracts. That's right. We have no power yep. of the minutes. Because you don't play, you don't play defense. Mm-hmm. You don't play, you don't play defense. Oh, we're five minutes in this game. Oh, you don't look like you want to play defense. You come sit here. The, the one has there, been the sh- You can fire me. I'm the coach. You're going to pay me every dollar. But I'm going to tell you right now what's not going to happen. You want to keep this team together? Here's what's going to happen. We're going to play defense. I don't know what their record would be had they just mm-hmm. played minimum. A tick above minimum defense. No. I, do you think they're seven under? Pretty quickly, do you though, think right? they're seven under if they play defense? They shouldn't be seven under now. No, it doesn't make be. sense. There's, there's too much there for this to be this. It's bad. unacceptable. But the DeJounte defense is the one we were all sold a bill of goods on. This on ball defender arm, and all this stuff. Oh, my lanes. God. He plays lanes, too. DeJounte. What does yeah. that mean? You want to get rid of him? Uh, I don't know if that I want to get rid of him, but. DeJounte was overblown when he got here. People were like, he's this all-star guard. I said, no, he was a replacement on the West All-Stars. He was good for San Antonio. He's a nice piece. He's not a number two. He's not a game changer. He's a nice player. But he was supposed to be this counter that Trey's all offense. DeJounte's going to give you some minutes when Trey's off the court and play defense. His defense stinks. It stunk since it's got here. It, it is amazing how bad they are defensively. It really is. And, and again, I know that nobody, for the most part, plays defense. Well, they in the take NBA. it to a new level. I mean, guys just... They drive in there unabated. Well, you saw the Luka the videos? Yeah. No one's doing anything. Nope. Hold on. So and nobody ask. drives anymore in this game, and yet they do it against the Hawks. That's how bad they are well, defensively. We, we saw question. it with Embiid that night. That guy yeah. could have had 50 that night. They also don't close out shooters. Minutes. Guys are wide open in the corner constantly. Are you not allowed as a coach? You know, I, that's why I can't be in charge. There was a road trip the Braves went on. I think they were 0-11. It's, I told you what I would have done. I'm handing everybody as they get on the plane to come back home a bill. This is your hotel bill for this trip. This is what you cost me in food. I don't think the players are so. <laughs> the grievance so, would be worth it, though. Right. So here's just, what just I would to make do. your point. Here's what I would do if I'm Quinn Snyder. Mm-hmm. Here's what I would do. No game check for you tonight. I don't think he controls What's the that? dark deposit. I don't think that's no how game that check for you tonight. Give me your You don't want to play defense. <laughs> Canceling no ga- that check. I'm taking game checks away. I don't think you it don't works play that defense. Way. Why? Are you handing out paper checks? This is catch me if you can. It's the first <laughs> and the fifteenth. You know what I'm going to mark on the eighth. You didn't play defense. No check that night. So you call Nick or Tony Wrestler to complain. Stop payment. Yeah, I don't know. Because was, I don't know who's in charge. The fight would be worth it is my point. The was, fight would be worth it. So did it. you guys see there was another piece, and I haven't talked talks because I don't want to bore the audience, but there was another piece about how colossal a mess it is again in the front office between who knows if Landry knows what he's doing and Corver's his assistant and you got Tony. I just said, you got, you look, look around this town. <laughs> you've got what's going on across the street, and then you've got everything else. Figure out, and they're the corporate owned. Yeah, which is the the ultimate irony. Okay, but here is the question I come back to, though, and I'm not trying to pick anybody. I'm just going to give you an example. Checkers. It's an okay product. 
It's a wildly successful business. What if wrestlers find with just making a crap ton of money? I mean, a metric crap ton of money every year owning this team, even though it's just an okay product. You don't have to be outstanding. Everybody can't finish first. Checkers can't be better than five guys. So now you're, though, going to build up into the sky with all this other stuff. Isn't it just easier if your team is good? Isn't it easier to get everybody excited about the environment down there? You're going to try to... You're going to try to take a city that rolls up at 5 o'clock and tell people to come downtown. And I thought it was going to be – now, it's not going to be based around a hockey team. That's going up that way. They're like third, fourth, fifth in the league in percentage of, of available but tickets. You're, like you're, all the tickets they have available, they got a smaller arena, 17-whatever, but they sell almost all the tickets. But you I'd said like to sell happy. the tickets for higher. So like like is it enough if it's just a wildly successful okay. business? But let's, let's flesh that out. It may be for some people. My understanding on owning a sports franchise is – you don't like the cash doesn't come to you sell the team. Doesn't right. mean you, you can't get it when you want it, but it's not like money's rolling in yeah, no, it's, as you're I, going. I agree with that. Yeah, so I don't know that it's he could be he'd be happy once he sells it. But in the meantime, my understanding about owning teams is it's how big mine is. It's just an ego play, and I want to be better than the other rich guy. If you watched, media rights has changed some of that. What was our HBO spe- uh, thing on the Lakers uh, winning, winning time? time? I mean, that, you saw what Dr. Jerry Buss was about. He's like, I just want to be. Show how much bigger mine is than, sure. than Red Auerbach. And he had an unusual amount of that and resulted in multiple world championships. Media rights has really, and arena ownership and such, has really changed the ability to make to churn okay. money you, you on a year-by-year year basis. What's going on down there? He's trying to build, to a certain extent, what we see here yeah. in the battery down yeah. there they in the Gulch. Yeah, Liberty yeah. Media so, has not sold the Braves, and they won't. They've well, never... why, if he just wants to make money, why would he spend all that money? And add right. to this it, is what you're asking. As much as yeah. I complain about them not going into the tax, I think they're third or fourth in in like payroll, like an active payroll. So they spend. So I don't I don't know that I think he's just okay with and, it. I don't think they know what they're doing. And, I think look, that's a bigger thing. You know what drives me crazy. It drives me crazy that nobody understands a clock in football. That's one. Here's the other one. You're smart enough to become rich enough to buy a team like this. Then you become dumb. What I would like to live in, and it could be my fantasy, is Tony Wrestler was so competitive in his business life. He wanted this, this, and this, and he achieved it. Now I want an NBA team, and he achieves it. Now I'm supposed to believe that the guy goes, eh, who cares? What about, like, give me every, what was his prior industry? Investing? Yeah, it was fun. It was financial, yeah. By every measuring stick you can tell, you said he was wildly successful. All right, tell me how. It was all about profit. What if he's just as wildly successful margin-wise, percentage-wise with the Hawks? I would think he'd the go only thing missing, I'd like to think my owner cares enough about winning. And it's not just spending money. I'd like you to spend it wisely. Mm-hmm. Who's in charge? I'd like you to not have knuckleheads. Right. I'd like there not to be infighting like all the time. They in haven't charge. shown. I mean, the Quinn hire got a lot of people's attention, but they have not shown a it's in my blood. I can't take the losing. But they haven't shown a lot of that. Let's flip this around for a second because we always do the thing where we're like, he was smart in that business. Why can't he get this? Let's say you're smart in sports. We all seem to think we know sports. Chris, you have the capital. You're going to go buy Lowe's. You think you could run it well? No. Okay. See my point? So can I get the right people that I trust? Exactly. And put it, I couldn't run Lowe's well, and I came from another business. It's the same thing in the sports industry. We just go, well, he was rich enough to, to do it and broadcast. No, but my point is you're not smart enough to go hire smart right. people. And you like, didn't how do that you yourself lose? in your other business either. No you surrounded doubt. yourself Correct. with the right people. 100%. How are you not doing it in the world Absolutely. of sports? Absolutely. Well, because you'd think that, hey, you know, I was smart over here, and some of them probably – I would just you know like why? to think it's all from, a crapshoot. You were right, Domino. <laughs> cross me, the board. From ego alone, I would like to think that Tony Wrestler doesn't want to be twenty and twenty-seven and is not sitting well with him. How That's can, what I'd if like. If you're to a wrestler, think. though, 
And you have Landry Fields, and I'm not picking on Landry. How the hell would you know if Landry knows what he's doing? He's a young guy who's never done this before, and yep. they moved Travis Schlank for good and bad. Travis missed some stuff, but Travis had a plan at least, and you could tell Travis after the DeJounte thing was like, I'm out of here. This is a mess. I got Nepo Baby over here. I got the owner over here. I've got uh, – they're making me make – I'm out of here. I don't want this. What's the one job I tell you I can do in sports? I can do three an jobs. An NBA GM. I can be an NBA GM. It's a lunch job. It's a lunch job. As you said. It's a four-hour lunch job. Wow, it seems it's the easiest expensive. job in the world. They're going to go to a second night of the NBA draft. Yeah, who's going to watch that? I, it doesn't even matter who's going to watch. You can't who, – who the hell said it? Was it Gilbert Arenas who said there'll be four guys from that second night who end up making an NBA roster? Four. And you're going to ask people to watch it because oh. you know one of the things they said? You want to know how little they cared about the second round? It was two minutes between picks. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything in two minutes. Well, But they were telling you <laughs> – Bill were, Hancock at the top of your list? Playoff director? Oh, I don't even think that's a real job. Like that's not even the fifteenth and the thirtieth. It probably seemed oh, pretty yeah, yeah, real. Yeah. Bill Hancock was the he was the God yeah, bless him and I like him. He's a mouthpiece. He was the he was the who's going to make fun of Bill Hancock? He's he's going to go do every radio station and everybody's going to say what we said. Oh, a friend of the show, Bill Hancock. That that's not even a real job. I think there are a ton of jobs in sports no, no, that where you really can't job. define them, just, and you can't tell people what you do. Like I, I'm fascinated with a baseball GM or a basketball GM. You get in at eight thirty in the morning. What are you doing all day? That's my point. Like in general. And, just but, in but general. It, so here's the, difference, out, here's the difference right? in baseball, you know. Matt. Here's the difference in baseball. Ordering lunch. <laughs> Wasn't that John Hart? Yeah, you have somebody do that. John Hart tried to claim, no, I was here every day involved, but I didn't know anything that was going on. In baseball, you have a 40-man roster plus a bunch of teams that are here, there, and everywhere. And You do have to do more. There's more, as I like yeah, to there's say. There's more bodies. There's no NBA job. There's nothing, there's nothing you could do for two days in a row as an NBA GM where you tell me, whew, 12-hour day today. There's not two days in a row in the year that you can tell me 12-hour days. The Portsmouth camp? That's once a year. Landry's like, I'm going to see the Skyhawks again? You were just there. All right. He's at the gold rush. But it is kind of a mirror of the Falcons and Hawks who they just can't seem to put consistency together. NFL GM's tough. There's cap. That's a, it's a little complicated. Yeah, but you have cap people. It's not even you doing it. No, that. no, no. But you have to get along. It's, you're, you're in more meetings. Stuart Avenue. Who yeah, Stuart Avenue, Gold who, Rush. Who are you in meetings with when you're an NBA GM? I'd really like to know. Who are you in meetings with? Do you, I get the sense based on what we read, and I forget it was an athletic piece or another one that said wrestler would call Schlank like multiple times a day. That's who you're in meetings with seven times a day. He's calling you going, what now? What now? What are you doing now? And it's like, you imagine what that life must be like? I wouldn't want to know. Ear. It's not worth oh, it to me. I'll do it every day. Hey, Tony. Yeah, but you like chit-chatting. Do I have to call him Mr. Wrestler or Tony? Uh, if you're working, there's Tony. I Mr. Think. Wrestler Tony. number two. Maybe T. What if Nicky Boy calls you and starts dressing you down? Which could happen. I, I, what am I getting paid? That's, that's true. That's, that's my contract. You're getting paid handsomely. Oh, yeah, I'll take yeah. it. The kid's in charge. I'll my dad it. says, you don't respect me, you'll respect me. Remember, Tony got very defensive. Nick's never had any decision-making ability around here. Try Nobody who said that. Trying a little too uh, hard. Right. anything. Uh, he's not sitting at the adult table. Right. Today is a uh, February. Surprised you didn't make him a lollipop, kid. I really second. was thinking you were going to make him a lollipop. Put him up. You want to go? We'll go. <laughs> Go back in time. Some things that happened on this date. 1974, Barbara Streisand's first number one hit happened Memories on this date. The way we were. Like the corner of my mind. Misty water called her memories. Scattered pictures. <laughs> uh, Let's talk about that movie more than this. Tremendous movie. How does that mother at that point, I mean, we're not freaking out. She's not yeah. sending out for this kid. I mean, she's not working. Technology worried. wasn't what it was back then. He writes a letter, I'll be home soon. They're yeah. treating me fine. I even got outside yesterday. I'm like, what, what kind of parenting happened in the 80s? What movie you thought? Big. 
This was oh. Tom Hanks. He so to prove that he was okay, he had to sing their favorite song that she yeah, sang. I know in the movie. movie. I just love it's peaked over the cubicle. Oh, he's great in that movie. Oh, he may have been, aside from Logia, the best thing in that. But they movie. were both great. I thought you were talking about the way we were. I was like, what movie? Are you guys talking? <laughs> that was a movie as well. Who uh, who wrote this? I should know who wrote this. It's like Burke Backrack or somebody like famous Hal David. The song itself, probably. Yeah, probably. First number one Pay hit for, for Bad House. Yeah, it did. Uh, 1959, Domino on this date. Buddy Holly's last performance at the Surf Just Ballroom in Clear Lake, Iowa happened. And then we know what happened. And you know what the they do every day. year? They do a concert there they every do. year. Absolutely. Same, same venue. The Big Bopper Jr. Oh, he shows up. Yeah. Well, he's dead now. He's the, grand, the grandson shows up. Oh, does he? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Big Bopper the third. Yeah. The, the, he would show up every year, and he would have the briefcase that yeah. the Big Bopper had with him, and he would hold it up. Correct. Yeah. That's it. It still happens. Everybody go crazy. Every year. Does Chantilly lace again and we just call this? Hello, baby. Gonna pull the phone like it's 1959. I know. Say it. Go ahead. Say it. What? They all copied him. They all. Why? You know. I mean, I don't don't think I need to say it any longer. (laughs) He was the ultimate pioneer, buddy Holly. (laughs) 1964 on this date, G.I. Joe debuts. G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe. A doll for boys. Action figure. Thank you, action figure. Authentic G.I. Joe equipment. You'll have the greatest realism, the greatest fun you ever had in playing soldier. can sell dolls to boys. G.I. Joe and get G.I. Joe equipment so you can set up exciting battle action whenever you want. Only helicopter. Adam, and scuba equipment. Didn't G.I. Joe have the grip where you could put him on the blade, like the bottom of the helicopter? You could do that. This is when we define roles for children you play with boys uh, yeah, toys right. the girl plays you. with barbie it was yes. called america's boy toy right america's boys toy either or and by the way you know i seen the commercial you have to take the helicopter in your own hand the helicopter right. didn't no. do anything the right. commercial you looked just great though it oh it made you think and then it, you know then they had the talking gi joe right, which I, I held underwater and pulled the string oh, and no. oh, yeah. oh yeah the pull the string one yeah. Yeah. from yeah. that point forward it went <laughs> I so ruined the entire... That's system. a sociopathic thing to do. Yeah, I, I'm sure it was. I also cut the, the, the arm off of Stretch Armstrong because I wanted to see what was in it, what made it stretch. <laughs> like a gel of some sort. Did you sort. torture animals somewhere? No, I never tortured animals. Right. What's, the, what's the convention that would like to have a war with them? What's the one that said you can't really torture anybody? Uh, PETA? No, oh, no, okay. Geneva. I think it was the <laughs> Geneva <laughs> convention. I'd like to speak to you. By the um, way, again, you had no money, but you had the pull talkie G.I. Joe. I got what I wanted. I was spoiled. I was you the last one. a little one. spoiled, yeah. yeah. You're the baby of the family. Yeah. Look where it got me. An AM radio. Ask uh, me if I play with G.I. Joe's. Tanning Ledge is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's oh, true. Domino's not a G.I. Joe guy. No, please. Army men. So. I think so. You had an advocate or something. Setting up army yeah. men. Uh, Danny. Danny Ray. Well, look, AKA. I set up my army men better than yours. I win the war. <laughs> then you got to break them all down again. Cape Man for James Brown, he was known as. <laughs> Danny Ray passed away. On this date in 2021. part of the Famous Flames or just the side man? I I don't think he was a part of the Famous Flames. He treated them like dogs. I was going to say, I don't think think Danny Ray, I don't have a net worth, but I I would imagine he didn't make a lot of money putting the cape on James Brown. Is the James James Brown Brown family, are they still fighting over? He did not pay them at all. James Brown, I don't think, was very good with his money either. So on your tax return, do you write Cape Man? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, probably. (laughs) He might not have made enough to actually have to file from what you guys He did something right. He always got... Whatever he did to help James, yeah. you always got one more song back on stage. Only 46 years old was Philip Seymour Hoffman when he passed away on the state in 2014. Hey, Ruben, I'm in a situation here. We have to leave now. Well, no, can we stay a couple more minutes? But dude, no. This is serious. I just sharted. I don't know what that means. I tried to fart and it came out. I just sharted. Right now, let's go. 
She's the most disgusting person I've ever met in my life. So, so, long came so many choices. There, there was yeah. a lot to choose from, but that yeah. that scene when oh. I first saw it, I was on the ground. Laughing. You have seen a third of museum, right? This cultured place, and he's got to go. So Philip Seymour he gives Hoffman gives that speech later on in the boardroom and just keeps clearing his throat for no apparent reason. He plays playing basketball. Oh. Rainmakers just going off the backboard. But he's he plays up Capote, against the hairy guy. Right? He plays Capote. Yep. yep. And he's, a, I think, a theater guy. He's in Boogie Nights, too. Correct. So, so what happens when he gets a script like this? Does he realize what he's playing to and in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess so, right? But I'm he's sure one of those guys, look, I'm an actor. If this is what you want me to do, I'm going to go all in. Don't you think, though, it wasn't nearly as heightened as he made it? Like, he turned that oh, into yeah. that, right? It wasn't written that way. That's how oh, good yeah, he there, was. There's a chance that the overall script for him was just batting practice. Mm-hmm. But he was like, no, I'm going to do something. Right. Yeah. Uh, Billy Henderson passed away on this date from the Spinners at the age of 67. Criminally underrated band. Criminally underrated. They finally made it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know, yeah, what, again, about what it. took so long. Not Motown either. Atlantic. No, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. This is smooth. This and, is timeless. And I'm right guessing here. this is one take. We're walking up to the microphone in the studio. Boom. There's if, you, if you don't like this, you should be beaten to a pulp. Wow. Jeez. I'll make you like the spinner. All right. I like him. Leave me alone. <laughs> Gene Kelly passed away on this date at the age of 83 in 1996. Now, this guy. This guy did it all. He was. Uh, oh, that's what I mean. Seen Xanadu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I understand. This guy got around around Hollywood. Oh, he slung it. Oh, really? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. But he was also... a different time. Yeah. Do you know what he was? Good for him, yes. He owned. He owned. He owned movie rights. Everybody loved Gene Kelly. He he was a businessman. Mm Mm-hmm. But like you're not talking like in a uh, like gross Hollywood way. He was just okay. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, women loved him. Good. Get you some, Gene. Mm Mm-hmm. Different times. People aren't watching as much. When you can when you can go next to Frank Sinatra. At Frank Sinatra's best, and hold your own against Frank Sinatra in the same movie. And Frank respected you. That's right. Frank didn't respect anybody <laughs> back then. The polar opposite of Gene Kelly, Sid Vicious, passed away oh. at the age of 21 from oh, Sex no. Pistols. Oh, I thought you meant the wrestler. No. Yeah, Speaking of Frank Sinatra, this, this whole like, CBGB punk rock movement, I never understood it. Anybody, what this guy's doing here, Anybody yes. could have done. Now like I said, you, you I would say, pull, pull somebody out of the battery, and they can do this right. We said this isn't for you. Who's it for, though? It's it's for the disenfranchised. Okay. Right. But you know what this they is? Got this ignored is... and stuffed into lockers. They no, wanted I got their, a voice. They wanted their own thing. Yeah, but you don't really have a voice. No, you don't. This just sounds like something on the Gong Show. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Or a it's bad American show. Idol audition. And like, people went to see this. Oh, I could get paid for this? He, he, he people bought check this. Cut. He killed his girlfriend, and then he OD'd before the trial started. And then Jeez. who played them in the movies? He really killed his girlfriend? Well, yeah, I that's mean, a story. That was, he was going to face trial for it. And then he didn't. Yeah. Who, who, uh, Sid and Nancy? Gary Oldman. Was that who it was? Played him, yeah. Another great actor. Uh, Shakira's birthday is today. Worth three hundred million dollars. Yeah, but what, what's the tax stuff? She I don't know. Yeah, that's right. I think she finally agreed on a price. They settled. Yeah, they settled. Because she went years now. It was because she listed her residence. Yeah. As well, it, she lied about where allegedly lied about right. what percentage of time she lived in Correct. a country to just avoid the we tax. We even taxes. Colin's on it. But three hundred million. Yeah, then cut the check. Right, three hundred million yeah. for Shakira. Cut the check. What am I missing? She's hypnotizing. I know that. Yeah. How old is she? Is she fifty? 47. Okay. Forgot don't, we weren't guessing ages. Yeah, no, don't, yeah. don't say it out loud. 
But if you believe that she was better than the other one in the halftime show, I'll raise my hand. Yeah, I know. Get ready though. They're gonna. They're gonna. I don't care. They're gonna fire back. The problem for her. In the, okay, but the problem for her in that halftime show. Nothing to me. She was out. Cullen's hand is raised as well. She was outbodied. That's that's she what you remember. She was tiny compared yeah, to Jayla. She was outbodied. I didn't, I didn't and she's wonderful, but she was outbodied. I that's didn't tough. see it. I didn't see it that way. Well, you're allowed to see what you want, but you'd be wrong, Palooka. <laughs> my friend, Punchy. <laughs> it must be Friday. Uh, Graham Nash celebrates oh, a birthday nice today. Is he still with us? Uh, yeah, he's 82 oh, years good. old, worth $50 million. He might have on the show. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I see hard it to all. believe. I, we've said this before, and we'll say it again, that he was in this band. Idiots to the left of Three him. Three insufferable idiots people. Crosby in- and... Young. Yo, you think Stephen Stills was a... <laughs> yeah, he was, he a, was a little self-serious. Yeah, oh. He wasn't a gem either. He was a little self-serious. Graham Nash just sat there and said, oh, God, touring? Oh, God. Three insufferable right, humans and the nicest man in rock and roll. <laughs> you got him $50 million. I mean, yeah, that's you true. do what you have to do. And he wrote this song on a joke. A bet, I should say. They were driving to the airport, and his buddy said, I bet you by the time we get to the airport, you can't write a song about this trip to the airport. He wrote this, and it became a hit. Don't you hate guys who make stuff like that easy? That's not supposed to be that easy. It's totally, really not. No. Totally date. Was it uh Everybody. No, no, no. <laughs> There's Grom Nash here. Johnny Mitchell. Johnny Mitchell. A nice man. Yeah, Get in the shower Johnny with Mitchell. Me. What's that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very subtle. Yeah, I mean, I say it nicely. Next thing you know, she's in the shower with right. me. Yeah. It so happens. Is that? Yeah, never mind. No, what, now no, you got to go. No, I was going to, not a lot of people were showering back then. So no. He must have been missing. Uh, Christy Brinkley's birthday. Is today seventy yet? She is seventy today. I saw a recent picture. She looked great. Yeah. She a yeah. foot taller than Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the original Uptown girl. She yeah. was uh, in the uh, in the doc that we just watched on Netflix. Yeah, kissing him goodbye as he walked into the session. That is mm-hmm. correct. Guy in Matt Chernoff's kitchen who was in the video changing a tire. Oh uh, no, he was a dancer, backup dancer. Yeah, he was in but, the. Yes, he, he was, was doing the, the little you wrench they were thing. Nice? Uh, I don't remember the whole story, but he, I don't know that he interacted with Billy and Christy a ton. So he was a greaser in the yes, video? He was correct. one of the oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, one of the parties. He was like in correct. the sink yeah. with the, you know, changing yeah. the tire yep. or whatever. The, yeah. And uh, finally, on this date in 1972, a clockwork orange. Yeah. That's a creepy film, man. Yeah. <laughs> Singing in the rain again. Um. Budget of two point two million made twenty seven million, which back then was a lot of money worldwide. The original Quentin Tarantino, one of those independent movies. Do you, do you know Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? The Roman Polanski character, people don't understand. He really did direct Rosemary's Baby. He was the hottest thing in Hollywood. Yeah. So I don't know if people sort of know, even know what Rosemary like Colin, do you know what Rosemary's Baby is? Do you know who Roman Polanski is? Okay. Look up creepy. So you're watching a movie. Look up a guy that's never going to be allowed in the States again. Uh-huh. They've tried forever, man. And I, then they keep giving them awards. Like, that's the other part. Well, People that's a choice. That's sucker them back. Oh, you think? Yeah, that's the like, oh, come, come and get, get this your lifetime. Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. So like when they, they would tell people that had outstanding They want a free warrants. TV. Yeah. Hey, what? it's Super Bowl Sunday. We, you want a free TV. Right. And then they arrest y'all. I never saw Clockwork Orange. What, am I missing size? Like, there's oh, no way it holds no. up. It's just it's, depraved, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's bizarre. Like, they're criminals. They get rehabilitated. And in the end, he's not really rehabilitated. Okay. It's all an act. Malcolm McDowell. No, I don't have to see. And you know who did it better? You know who did it better? The guy uh, from American History X, Ed Norton. He did it better in his movie. Primal Fear. He did it better in his movie. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. I'm good then. Tremendous. Yeah, you didn't miss. Yeah, you didn't miss. Don't watch Clock. All right. And with that, we bid you adieu and say have a fine weekend. Colin Madden, Derek Thomas, Adam Gillespie, Matt Lear, and Taquan, everybody on the other side of the glass, we thank you. We'll talk to you Monday at 11. Get you ready for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl week will be upon us.
Why am I talking like this? I don't know. But it's Domino and Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.